There's a new player in town. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEM Track. Plenty of golfers out here, young and old, at uh, the Wollongong Golf Club on a perfect Saturday morning here in the Gong. You're joining Mitch Jennings and Tim Barrow. Thanks to Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. Also, our great sponsors, the Impact Garage Doors, impacting homes for 20 years. Visit impactgaragedoors.com.au. And Ebel Racing out there at Kembla Grange having their big open day this morning before this afternoon's Kembla Grange meeting. So we look forward to talking to Joe after 9.30. But joining us right now, it might be the NBL off-season, but Matt Campbell might be the hardest-working man in the Illawarra at the moment because not only are they busy finalising their squad, but he's also extended the coach, Jacob Jacomas, for another season. Matt Campbell, um, good morning to you. Uh, obviously, a big decision and a lot of faith in, uh, in Jacob to, um, I guess, build the program towards a title. Yeah, good morning, gents. Good morning, listeners. Yes, it's um, yeah, it was a show of faith on the back of last year. Obviously, we didn't have a great season, but um, the way Jacob uh, uh, got the team playing towards the back end without uh, two imports um, was was quite phenomenal. And um, you know, there's not a lot of good young Australian coaches around. And you know, from our point of view, we're about building a long-term sustainable basketball program that's going to be you know a powerhouse. So. Um, trying to get a bit of continuity into the program, um, something for the fans to be able to like and love. And, yeah, we thought Jacob's the right person for doing it. Matty, obviously, I think it's almost universally acknowledged that uh, Jacob's certainly a, a better coach than a, than a 3-25 and 25 record. And, and as you say, there was what he was able to, to pry out of a young group, you know, obviously down a couple of imports, won a lot of, of rightful praise for that. I guess the, the, the question I guess people ask is, he, given he was already contracted for the upcoming season and the one beyond that, why the one year and why now? I understand there was a review that was carried out, but you can give us an insight in, into why it, the club felt it was the one-year extension it wanted to, to put in place now, given he was already contracted for, obviously, the next two? Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. So looking at the, you know, basically from the program point of view, we've got a, uh, a bunch of young talent that's starting to really develop into some really good players, like Sam Froling, we got Daniel Greeter, um, you know, Will, Will, Will Hickey last year really showed that he took some leaps. we got Wani Swakala Bullock, um, a good core of young players. And it was pretty important to us to make sure that Jacob felt um, stable in the environment to be able to make sure we continue to develop those guys to, you know, uh, turn it into something like a, you know, in a football term, we want to be the, the next, you know, the next best breeding ground for talent in the NBL. And I think, you know, making sure that the uh, coaching environment was stable is a big part of, you know, being able to recruit, retain, and obviously develop, um, you know, good good Australian talent. Matty, obviously as well, Justin Tatum coming in, he was obviously a, a consultant, uh, and I guess uh, from what I could gather, speaking to when, when he was here on that brief visit, it was going to be a, uh, you know, basically an eyes and ears, eyes and ears on the ground in the US. But obviously some some things have changed there. He's going to come on board, uh, you know, as part of the coaching staff. Uh, can you give us an insight into what type of role you feel he'll play 
uh, as part of Jacob's team. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like it's uh, such. I mean, how wonderful to have someone with um, you know his sort of stature on the coaching staff. So we initially brought him on as a consultant to do the strategic scouting um, into the US, and he was out here for three weeks um, about a month ago now, and uh, you know really loved it out here. Did some coaching with the coaches on the floor. Um, you know, really, really sort of opened our eyes to some of the techniques that the US are using, and um, you know, through through conversations with Jacob and, uh, and and with him over this last three to four weeks, indicated that he wanted to come out and coach um, for his development, um, as well as you know, from our club point of view, being able to you know lift our level um, of being that sort of development team and maybe giving us a little bit of an edge. So ultimately, from his development point of view, he wants to be a coach at some stage in America, um, and he needs to be able to showcase that he can coach men um, at a good level. So bringing him in, obviously we've got AJ Johnson as a next star um, coming up this season, a young kid out of America. So that uh, obviously that would help in his development. Um, but then, you know, um, being able to have a name like, you know, sort of... Um, Justin Tatum on our on our, our coaching group also helps us, you know, just from a recruitment for this year and moving forward. And I guess the the coaching certainty now complements the players that you've got on those multi-year deals. I mean, you've spoken plenty of times about how you're building a program not to just try and be a one-hit wonder, but just building a really sustainable club that's going to be offering consistent, if not title success, certainly up there in contention. Yeah, that, and that's important. I think the fans really want to see, like, you, they want to see a build from the program point of view. They don't necessarily just want the one hit where you go out and you spend a lot of money and you try and win a championship, I think. And ultimately, it's very hard to do. You saw Adelaide 36ers last year in the NBL spend a lot of money on their roster and um, ultimately didn't didn't get anywhere near where their expectations were. So from our point of view, continuing to, to build, continuing to, to develop the good young talent, um, and then, yeah, hopefully these guys in the next few years will really make that jump into being elite basketball players um, and brings the program up with it. So pretty important that we continue to, to, to look for that best young talent around Australia um, and making a program where they want to be part of. And that's been the challenge for Illawarra over the course of our 45 years in the league is that, you know, we go, we go through the, the ebbs and flows of, of, of having good talent for a certain amount of time and then losing them to the bigger clubs. So just trying to make sure that when we do lose players, we've got the next best talent coming through. A little bit like the Melbourne Storm. You know, whenever they seem to, to lose a couple of players, they end up seem, seem to have the next best players that are just sitting, waiting on the doorstep ready to come in. So we're trying to emulate a little bit of that sort of program. But, um, you know, pretty exciting that, you know, like I said, we've extended out Jacob Jacomas. We've got really good young Australian talent um, in our roster and uh, it's, it's looking, looking pretty exciting for the next few years. Matty, is there an element, or I guess, uh, I guess, is the club attuned to? Is Jacob attuned to the fact that, obviously, as much as this is a move towards stability and, and everything else, there, there, there becomes a, I guess, a level of of, of, uh, of pressure and scrutiny that will come with this. So I imagine, obviously, uh, the NBL is a league that does give you the opportunity for quick turnarounds. I mean, you can't really, uh, in the way you might be able to in an NRL, or like we're seeing with the Bulldogs, for example 
come out and say, oh, look, we've got a salary cap situation, long-term deals, you know, this is going to be a long-term project. There's obviously the scope to turn things around pretty pretty quickly in the NBL and sort of something fans like to see from a club as well. Is there, oh, I guess, an awareness or an understanding that there could come, you know, some pressure on this if, if the club struggles again this year and there's a thought that, oh, well, look, they're, they're battling, but and now this coaching group's locked in for another couple of seasons. I mean, does that bring, as much as their stability, does it bring a different kind of pressure as well? Oh, absolutely. You, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, it, it, it allows for a, like a bit of release of pressure as far as the term of the contract for the coaching group. But the reality of uh, the, the need to win and, and need to be successful as a program is still there. Um, and, you know, on the, on the back of the review into last season, the biggest thing that came out of it was we were able to get close but not win a lot of games. I think there was, you know, 10 games where we lost by less than six points last season, which is an extreme amount of games to lose. So the expectations from, from management, in, especially in my area, is that we, we want to be successful and we've got to make sure that we win half of those games at least to, to, to make sure we have a successful season. So the evolution of understanding how to win games um, obviously comes down to what talent you can put on the floor, but also, you know, experience in the coaching space, experience from the playing group. And, you know, that's something that, that we've worked really hard on. We've got a good off-season right now where we're going to bring in um, some support for the coaches and the players about the, the mental side of the game, which is, uh, which is you know, as everyone talks about in professional sport these days, it's, it's probably 90% of what makes a good team is the mental side of it. So... You know, from from our end, there's some there's some lacking. We were lacking in that space last year. We want to get better. Um, so yeah, the evolution of the review was was there was a number of areas that we weren't great at last year, and we want to try and fix pretty much all of them to make sure that we're competitive into this season. And then if everything goes right, you never know. Hopefully, we can win a championship. The Boomers squad, the extended squad, was named this week, Matt, for the, the World Cup, which uh, the Boomers start against Finland on August 25. Now, all the NBA stars that we would expect are pretty much on that list, including the Illawarra product Xavier Cooks over there with the Washington Wizards uh, and Josh Giddy with Oklahoma, who has some family connections to the Illawarra. But it was a great boost for uh, Sam Froling as well to be included in that squad. Yeah, like it's such... So it's such a good boost for him um, as a player. Like he had a phenomenal season for us last year um, in a in a really challenging year. Um, you know, he was the one guy that really stood up and 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 sort of performed night in night out, which was excellent to see. You know, just turned 23 years old, um, one of the younger guys on the whole squad. So it's um, you know great for him to be in that squad, but just great for us at, at the Illawarra Hawks. You know, this is exactly what I was talking about when when you're trying to build a program, you want to build it around some good quality talent and um, Sam Froling is definitely one of those guys who's really put his hand up to say that, you know, not, not only am I a good player, I'm a star in this league and, uh, and it's, and he's getting rewarded with the, with the boomer selection. So, and, and what a team, you know, like you said, there's so many NBA products on that 18 uh, man training squad. That's just like, you, you have to pinch yourself when you look at it from an Australian basketball point of view to say, you know, we, we, we are an elite you know, a basketball country and, um, you know, pretty excited to see. I mean, there is a lot of good talent from a lot of other countries that, that will go into the World Cup, but, you know, this is a pretty exciting Australian Booms team. Matty, I guess people probably aren't... What people aren't attuned to with, with Froles as well is probably the opportunities in the past that he has 
passed up in order to, to wear the Boomer singlet at a time where it's really been needed. People might not be quite attuned to the realities of an international basketball schedule, which is, you know, you're playing qualifiers and, and all these types of things where it's certainly not the Boomer side that we saw named the other day, which is, you know, the elite squad that we're pushing for a, for a World Cup. There's a lot of qualifiers. There's a lot of other games you've got to play. And obviously, Froles has, you know, some other opportunities, probably some lucrative ones as well. Uh, he's passed up in order to sort of anchor those squads that have played those sorts of Asian qualifiers and made up of largely NBL talent and young NBL talent for the most part. Uh, when a guy like an Aaron Baines and these types of guys um, miss out on a squad, that's how stacked this one is, uh, is it pleasing mm. to just see the rewards he's got in, in that regard given he has put just such a genuine uh, focus and made such a priority uh, wearing that singlet to now be part of this squad that is really you know hunting the major prize? Yeah, really good point. Um, you know, the, the fact is that he was in that in the grind when, you know, travelling all over the world with a not a subpar team, but a, but a you know one of one lesser known products um, on that team. But yeah, he was the he was the sort of stable diet that kept Australia rolling through all the qualifiers, and um, you know that is a reward from his point of view to to then now be on that uh, that you know the proper squad when they all when all the when all the big guns come out to play and. Um, you know, he, he 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 showed that he was dominant in those games um, against the world, basically. And uh, yeah, he, he's just going to—he's got his upside is tremendous. You know, he's been working really hard. He's been over in Japan, um, just as you said, topping up from a cash point of view, but also working on his game. He's come back. His jump shot looks a lot smoother, um, and and he's got to have to do that. It's now he's got a target on his back in our league as you know one of the elite players and. You know, it, it comes a lot of. It, it, it also has a lot of responsibility when you're a boomer now, and you know there'd be people out there gunning for him. Yeah, like you said, Aaron Baines will be looking at it, going, "Oh, hang on, he's the young pup coming through." So when he when he steps on the floor in the NBL this year, he's going to absolutely have to play at his best um, and to continue to improve if he uh, if he can, wants to keep on this pathway. Matty, before we let you go, can you uh, give us a prediction for the Dragons this afternoon? Can you find them something to get a win? Uh, I, no, I can't. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> I, I, I was going to be. I was hoping to be optimistic and and try and pump it up a little bit, but I just, you know, I, there's too much noise going on around it. Um, you know, they, they they tried hard. They're right about there about. So I, I like the effort levels that they're putting in. Unfortunately, talent wise, they don't have it, and I think there's just too much noise going around the club. So. Right, I'm Matty. We'll leave you to enjoy your weekend. We're going to go from basketball to football after this. We're going to talk to the Mercury's Jordan Warren. Stick around. There's a new player in town. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. <laughs> 